Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Just Flow With It. I am your host, Mary Vallarta, and this is the place where we inspire each other to live our authentic selves, um, to express who we truly are in the world, to share our gifts, to embrace our talents, to share our wisdom with everyone around us. Welcome back to those of you who've continued to join me week in and week out. And welcome to those of you who are just now joining me. I'm thankful for your presence. Today, um, I am going to be giving you this episode that I recorded with Alexis Schultz of Nectar Juice Bar. I've known Alexis for a few years now, and it was really fun catching up with her and seeing what she's been up to. She's an incredible woman, really beautiful, kind soul. And I had a chance to, to connect with her and record this episode a while back, um, a few weeks ago, actually. And this was during the time before, you know, all the lockdowns and quarantine happened with COVID-19. There was a part of me that has been sitting on this episode because it just wasn't, how do I say it, like perfect in audio podcast terms. Um, a lot of things weren't working when we were trying to record this, like Zoom wasn't working properly, and then we had to resort to like Plan B, and then we had Plan C. So the good news is, you know, I was able to record the episode, um, but it wasn't just up to my standards. And so I, I was really thinking about whether or not I should release this or I should re-record this, but you know, after listening to it, it just... It's just so perfect the way it is. Like, it was such a great conversation that I don't think that we'd be able to, like, replicate. Or do I even want to replicate it? It was just perfect the way it was. And and to me, what's more important is the type of content that I'm putting out there as opposed to how, quote-unquote, something sounds or something looks like. And so I wanted to just share that with you because I want you to know that I stand behind this recording because of what was said in it. And I know that what Alexis is going to share on this episode is truly valuable, is, is truly something that, I, that, that can inspire a lot of us, a lot of you, you know, out there listening. In this episode, we talked a lot about Alexis's journey um, into wellness and her journey as a businesswoman, you know, founding a company, building a company from one store to a hundred plus, and not just doing that, but doing it alongside her then husband. Um, she got really candid and, and really vulnerable, you know, sharing a lot of personal details about how she's grown, like the lessons that she's learned, how her marriage ending actually brought about this new rebirth for her and this new type of healthier relationship that she now has with her ex-husband. Um, she goes into talking about having grace with yourself, having compassion with yourself, and how she's learned that, you know, in the past couple of years. We talked about, you know, being moms, being moms, being parents, and, and really just letting your kids experience life no matter no matter what no matter if if they have to experience heartbreak 
or you know falls or lessons it's really just important to be able to give them that experience and and support them through that and not try to prevent life from happening to them um, so anyway, there's a lot of great things here, you guys. This is why I really wanted to just release it as is. Um, and so without further ado, let's get to my interview with Alexis Schultz of Nectar Juice Bar. Hi, Alexis. Welcome, welcome. Thank you again for agreeing to be a part of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay, I'm so excited. So Alexis and I actually connected a long time ago, maybe like three or four years ago when I was yeah. still doing um, the collective conference with my then um, business partner. So I think it's been two years since the last conference that you were a guest or a panelist of. So really looking forward to just catching up with you again, too. Yes, and so much has happened. <laughs> I know. Yes, so much has happened. Um, so I want to start off our conversation today with a very simple question that really just goes back to the very purpose of having this podcast, which is um, describe your true authentic self, basically how you see you. Ooh. Um, well, see, this is ever-evolving as I'm growing and learning. Um, I think I am naturally a nurturer who is learning to kind of navigate the world of being in business and power and all these other things that fluctuate and change. Um, and I'm trying to think. I, I think that's it. I'm just always evolving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like always. that. I like that because you're giving yourself permission to change and to grow as opposed to staying stagnant with a particular, you know, identity or personality. Yeah, which is good. It's fun. It's fun and it's a lot of work. Right. What what makes you say it's a lot of work? You know, I think just being able to look and see ourselves truly – you know, sometimes it's hard and then to be able to, you know, take the steps to change and work and grow and, you know, and I think mm-hmm. so much of growth comes from really looking at like why we do the things we do, how certain things in our lives have affected us and changed us and, you know, whether we want that to be who we are or not, you know, and then the action step comes from there. Right. It's a lot. <laughs> It's exhausting sometimes, I think. It's yeah. hard. It's really hard to look at ourselves, right? I mean, I think a lot of people struggle with that more than anything. It is because a lot of times we as humans will associate who we are with how we think or what we do. And yes, and for me, that's what makes it really tough to kind of make a reality check on myself because yeah. – because I don't want to label myself as bad, you know, if I need to improve something. So that kind of stops me from wanting to, like, improve because then I'd have to admit that, oh, I actually have some flaws here or things that I can improve on. Um, So I totally get that. And I think even part of the process of changing and growing is being able to have grace with yourself when you do notice, I have flaws, but it's okay, I'm still 
lovable and worthy and all these great things, but I have to be able to, you know, I mean, I think that, that you know, we have to have grace with ourselves. I, I have to right. allow myself to not, not be perfect, which, gosh, don't we all struggle with that, too? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so what do you what are some of your practices or, or mantras, whatever it is that you want to call it, that, that keeps you centered and, and, you know, keeps you just feeling good about the good days and also the days that are not so good where you're feeling a little down? Um, how, how do you make sure that you just stay centered? I think, gosh, I mean, it's such a constant thing, and I don't think I – and say that I have it down because I definitely wake up in the middle of the night and keep going back to sleep. And there's, you know, there's so many things that aren't still not, that still are not working. But at the same time, I definitely um, take time for myself in the morning. I get up a little bit early, have my tea, and that's kind of my time. You know, you can call it meditation, but half the time Mm -hmm. I can't quiet my brain enough to meditate. But it's just, it's like, that's my time. And a lot of times, like, that's where my creativity comes in, my ideas, and just really working through growth. And then, you know, reading great books. You know, I'm a huge fan of Brennan Brown and all the Gabby Bernstein, you know, just whatever right. I think speaks to me at the time. Sometimes I'm like, I need a trash novel, but sometimes I really want like personal development and growth type books, yeah. podcasts. And then, you know, I think, you know, just I think it's where I am. I mean, I actually see a healer now, which is kind of a new thing for me, which has totally changed. Ooh. It's interesting. It's interesting how it just sort of, makes things flow and I think that's kind of a big piece of it too for me right I mean what I'm hearing from you is that you allow yourself to listen to what you need because you don't yeah you don't stick to I have to do this every single day like you you give yourself permission to really just feel it out is what I'm hearing yeah yeah and I think that's important right because if we're too rigid then you know, maybe that flow isn't really going to come to us, you know, for like, okay, I have to meditate. And your mind's like, like some days, I mean, come on, how many of us have sat down and meditate? And you're like, okay, I can't shut my brain off. And then you spend the whole time being mad at yourself because you can't shut your brain off. And it's like, well, that's super counterproductive. And there's so many other things, other ways I could be really having grace with myself and really allowing myself to be in the moment in a different way. Right. Um, Would you say that the books that you've read or the healers that you're now seeing have helped you, um, have helped you get in touch with this grace, helped you get in touch with really listening to yourself, or is that something that you kind of grew, grew up with? I, you know, it's funny. I, I want to say like about five or maybe seven years ago now, I had a, a um, actually got a DUI. I'll be really open about all this. Mm. Um, and I was so mad at myself. I had two drinks and, you know, it was just really stupid. I waited all this time and thought I was good. Um, mm-hmm. And I was so hard on myself, like horribly hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And um, to the point where it was like self-loathing, you know, and it was just like, gosh, and I, I don't know, I had this aha moment where it was like, what would I have said to this if this were a friend? What if, yes. if this were a girlfriend of mine that were like, I had nice. drinks and I did this, I would have been like so loving so, you know, just, it's okay. You know, we all make mistakes and da, da, da. Like the words would have come out so differently had yeah. they not been to myself. And so when, I don't know why that 
came to me, but I'm glad it did. And it was just such a like, wow, why am I so hard on myself? Why can't I be as loving and nurturing to myself as I am to everyone else? And that was sort of a catalyst for me to move on and go, all right, we need to, you know, really look at things differently and work on that voice of, you know, how I speak to myself. And it was huge. And it's definitely progressed and changed. And, you know, as I've grown, the things I'm pulling in to like help me grow have been different, but it's all kind of came from that. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's really funny how, you know, times that people will label bad because it's the DUI. Yeah. So people will label that as bad can sometimes bring out like the best times in our life, because maybe if that wouldn't have happened to you, maybe you wouldn't have that realization where you're kinder to yourself and more gentle to yourself. Yeah, and you never see it when you're in it. You know, you're just like, right. oh, that was the worst thing ever until you get out and you're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that was actually transforming, transformational. Like, it changed mm-hmm. my life, really. Really? Yeah. And, that's, and that's such a common practice, I feel like, especially with us women. There's just a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves, that, that society put, put, put on us. And so we basically take that on and... and we're so kind to even strangers. Like, if that happened to a stranger, I feel like I would have sympathy. But since it happened, oh, sure. you know, to ourselves, it's a yeah. different story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's sad. I mean, it's sad that we have to wake up to that. But at least, hopefully, if people are more more and more waking up to that and changing that, you know, the way we talk to ourselves. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree. And thanks for sharing that, by the way. I mean, <laughs> this, it's, yeah. it's not something that you know that a lot of people would share so I appreciate the vulnerability on your end um and it's not that hard really to get a DUI guys like I've been pulled over before and I just passed my you know those dumb tests that they make you do like walking a straight yeah. line and I was like you I had probably had like one cocktail and then a huge lightweight and they pulled me over so I easily yeah. could have gotten a DUI as well um, but yeah, and you just don't, I mean, you don't think about it. Like, I'm like, Oh, two, I waited a long time. We ate, yeah. you know, it was just like, ah, oh, I'm like, really? Like I haven't drank for hours, you know, and it wasn't right. like I did anything wrong. It was just pulling out of a bar parking lot. You're, you know, but whatever I, you know, obviously right. shouldn't have been doing it, but, but you live and you learn, <laughs> right? You live and you learn. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. I've been Uber ever since. Just right. <laughs> and, and speaking, <laughs> and speaking of learning, um, Obviously, you are the co-founder of Nectar Juice Bar, so there's a lot of learning that I'm sure you've done being the co-founder of that business, but before we get to some of those lessons, can you share with me, like, what even drove you to start Nectar as a business? And for those of you who don't know what Nectar is, you guys, it's a really great juice bar where you can get, obviously, juices, but also yummy snacks, like... um, um, granola, granola bowls or chia seed pudding, just healthy things. Think of it as like a healthy Starbucks. Um, yeah. is what I like <laughs> exactly. to call it. Right? A healthy Perfect. Starbucks. Yeah. So what drove you yeah. to want to do that? What drove you to want to start nectar? Um, well I think going back to that whole nurturing part of me, it's funny, I was doing I had landed on like going to yoga teacher training with a friend, barely didn't started yoga and then um we were going to get juices afterwards at like a mother's market, which is kind of like a healthy grocery store. And, um, in the, it's in the very back, very overwhelming, um, little juice bar that I had never got, would never have dared to go, but like all the yogis would go after. And 
you know, the juice was warm and it was not super sweet. And so it was just this weird, like, I don't know, blah, blah. but I knew it was good for me. So I kind of had them like modify it a little, like, can you add ice and can you <laughs> add more apple or some lemon? Like, can we try to make this taste better? Because it was just, you know, I mean, I think before this was 10 years ago, so green juice was not a popular thing. So it's like, it was like warm swamp juice, you know, and it's like everyone, it had a very different connotation 10 years ago, you know, so it was something that needed to be kind of brought mainstream. And once we changed it, I was, I was drinking it every day and I felt amazing. You know, my hair was growing, my nails, everyone kept saying, gosh, your skin's glowing. And um, I just had all this energy and I, and I kind of nerded out on it a little bit to figure out like why I felt so good. And, you know, learned about raw enzymes and how we cook food. And I mean, I could go on and on about all that, but it's really like such an anti-aging thing to have the raw live enzymes when you have food. So for me, it just was something that like slowly became something, you know, I annoyed the heck out of all my friends. You're like, here, try this juice. And, try, you know, and I just got so into it that I had said to my husband at the time, you know, let's open a juice bar. This is just something that I felt so strongly that we needed to like bring mainstream and have people share and really, you know, share how great I felt with, with other people. So that was kind of the, the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just sharing the goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I think, yeah, when, you know, you talk to great business owners and it's like when it comes from that place, it's such a like, organic pun intended I guess um like a natural (laughs) way for things to ease into just like sharing good things and then it just naturally grows into a business and and grows because people take on to the authenticity I think right so what were some of the first steps that you guys did like obviously I'm thinking you started with one location and then you kind of wanted to test the concept yeah, so we had one location. Uh, we re- we were hilarious, like no business plan. I was like throwing <laughs> things on the menu, like last minute, making them up in my like all-star blender in my house, and I mean it was kind of like it's hilarious now to look back on it. Um, and we didn't have anybody who really knew what they were doing, and so it was it was kind of funny. But we had a ton of people that were really passionate, so we were able to grow pretty quickly. I think we doubled in size every year um mm-hmm. and then we had taken on a few people had reached out like our graphic designer was like i really want to open a franchise and so we sort of did a few partnership stores just to sort of test that and you know bringing on some investors at some point to really grow so we we are privately owned we just have some private investors That's um but it's been huge. I mean, we started franchise, franchising. We sold off a few of our corporate stores. But we have 167 stores wow. um, across the nation. So it's big now. <laughs> it's like okay. a real company. It's so crazy to think, like, you start with one where you're, like, right? seriously covered in green goo and working really hard. yourself. Yeah. yeah. And now, you know, now we have a corporate office. And, you know, I get to kind of pick and choose what I want to do. And I have people who know what they're doing now. Thank goodness. But... It's it's fun. <laughs> what do you do now? What do you focus on now? I still have such a passion for all the recipes and really the integrity of our products. So I am I head up the R and D department and then I've just I've done a lot of public speaking. As I've grown and really like evolved, I really feel so compelled to share, which it's funny, it's my least favorite thing, but I like I'm like I'm just overcoming the fear of public speaking every every time mm-hmm. I step on stage it's a little bit better. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not easy. I mean, if you no. didn't if you didn't grow up with it, it's something that you definitely have to work at. Yeah. Um, so recipes, um, concocting yeah. yummy things. How how did that um, spark an interest in you? Like, is it something that you enjoy, always enjoyed as a kid growing up? You know, I've always loved cooking. Um, you know, when I was a kid, with the baking with my mom was always really fun. And then um, my mom had a boyfriend that was a chef at one point, and he really got me interested. And then when I moved to California, I grew up in Arizona, I moved to California, and there was a period of time where I hadn't found a job yet, and I was, like, watching Food Network all the time. And I got so into cooking. I love Food um, Network. And, right? It's so fun. And just, like, experimenting. Like, my roommate would come over and be like, look what I made. And it was just more of a creative part. So it's like, yeah. that's where my creativity, you know, some people are artists, but I get creative with food. And I have a, I have a lot of fun with it. I also have, like, a really sensitive sense of smell and a palate that can kind of taste mm. things really well. So kind of a neatly yes. it all and it's yeah it's kind of you were you were really just in flow this whole time like you were yeah following your talents you were following your interests your gifts your passions and look what happened it paid off and you created like so many jobs for people and you're also like spreading nutrition and good tasting food that is good for you, yeah. for everybody. Yeah. It's awesome. It's cool to look at it like that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, sometimes you have to take a step back and, like, pause in the moment to go, oh, yeah. I, cool. <laughs> I, I think, like, the most empowering thing that you can give to someone else is, like, giving them a way to make a living, like, sustainably. And, and as business owners, like, business owners do that on a daily basis. So that's, I think that's very admirable, so. And it is it is kind of one of the hardest things I think about being a business owner is like the employment component of things too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, that brings us to my next question. Because um, I was okay. going to ask what's the toughest part about running a business, but let's get to it even further. Um, yeah. I know that you started the company with your husband at the time. So what was the mm-hmm. toughest part about running a business and running it with your spouse? Because those are well, two things. <laughs> yeah 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 that is definitely so we're divorced now so clearly yeah. um but we're actually still business partners and we're actually way better as business partners now um mm-hmm. I think from that perspective I always say like you know if you go into a business with a spouse and you have issues be prepared to sort of highlight those even more mm-hmm. well like it's not gonna they're not gonna magically go away you know and then it was great. Like, you know, we, we had a lot to talk about, but at the same time, like it's really hard to find time to not talk about the business. You know, I think most married couples like, you have to stop talking about the kids and, you know, now you throw the business in there and it's like between the kids and the business, well, it's, you know, it's like your whole lives are just so overlapped. Right. Um, and it's just, you have to really learn to respect in any, in any, with any business partner, any partnership, you have to learn to respect each other and what you bring to the table and really understand and appreciate the value and I think you know we can all get kind of caught up in our egos and fighting for certain things and needing validation when you have that at home and at work it's like ugh, it just it's just hard it's you know but um and and a lot of people do it but I think for us there was there were some other factors that sort of played in so right right and I I really resonated with what you said in regards to if you have issues it's going to show up it's sort of like yeah 
having a baby, like a baby's not going to save a relationship, yeah. right? It's sure. something that yeah. you still need to work on separately on top of you guys working um, on your business. So you guys still work together. That's awesome. And mm-hmm. you're still able to, to do that, like, obviously in a healthy way because you're still working together in a company um, that's, you yeah. know, continuing to thrive. So um, how are you guys able to put your personal issues aside and make sure that you're focusing on, you know, the, the health of the business? You know, we took a little break where I sort of pulled away from the operational aspect. Um, and I think that definitely helped kind of recharge me, let me heal my wounds. Um, and then when I came back, I was, I'm just, I was a different person. Like there's not, I think when you're so involved, you know, involved in every aspect of each other's lives, it's really hard to separate. You know, he says one thing and I'm of course going to take it personally. Like, oh, he means that as a, you know, whereas when you're living with them and going through all the other things, then Mm -hmm. I think then you're able to keep perspective better, you know, like Mm -hmm. that really wasn't about me because most of the time it's not. And um, and I think I evolved as a person since then also, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. again, another bad thing that was a huge catalyst for change, which, right. you know, was amazing. And I have no hard feelings anymore. And I think that he and I both um, really value what we gave each other. You know, we right. created a business. This was our baby, you know, to some degree. Right. And it gave us both so much. So we're now at a place of, of peace, really, with each other, with it all. So it was it was good. But it took a while. It wasn't magical. Oh, I bet. I mean, everything that's worthwhile, I feel like, is tough. Um, And and I really like how you described how, you know, something bad changed something good. Um, Because a lot of people think of divorce as, like, this horrible thing and how your entire life is over. But at the same time, you can think about it as rebirth. You know, you can think about it as... Um, a time where you can start fresh, where both of you can start fresh and, and look at it as like the beginning of a new type of relationship that you both can have. And that's totally yeah. where I see you guys. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and yeah, it's it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. I like it much better this way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your vision for Nectar moving forward now? There's been so much, 100 plus stores. You have a book even. You're doing speaking gigs like what's your vision for nectar now well i mean i think well my vision is funny my the very first day we opened our doors i was like we're going to starbucks of juice um so my vision is still that i would love to you know again coming back to like the reason i started i'd love to see everybody drinking juice and Mm -hmm. you know everybody kind of stepping up their lifestyle and just incorporating that one little thing that gives you know creates more energy and then hopefully trickles into a better lifestyle and you know it's just there's just little pieces that I'm hoping can we can just sprinkle a little more of that all over the world (laughs) that's awesome what are some juices that we should be drinking that you um I mean anything with greens in it but it's just I think it always depends on your tolerance for green if you have never had a green juice I highly recommend you know starting with apple and lemon as kind of your base Mm-hmm. And then you add your, your kale and your parsley. Parsley is amazing for healing and antibacterial, antiviral, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Now, um, but getting all those healthy greens are just so, like, 
loaded with all the nutrients and they're not things we normally are shoving in our face, you know? So anything you're not normally eating a lot of is a great thing to put in a juice, you know, and right. things that you don't necessarily want to eat. You know, I mean, celery is not something I choose to snack on. I'm more of a cucumber and carrot girl, but like putting celery, slowly easing into putting celery in there. So I recommend people start with a toxin flush, which is what we do. And it's like an apple base with the greens um, and a little bit of ginger. Um, and then, like, for me, I drink a greenie, which is, like, the more celery, cucumber base, uh, with mm-hmm. a little bit of apple. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's like, I almost say it's, like, it's sort of like wine. You know, like, you start with, like, a lighter, almost like we all start with, like, you know, Zinfandel, like a white Zin, you know, something <laughs> like those kind of wine, rosé, white Zin. It's just they're super light and easy on the palate. Right. And then you can kind of work your way into, like, the heavier you know, full-bodied Cabernet, you know, and it's like, yeah, think of juice on a spectrum like that too. And, you know, we have all different things, you know, we start with just a very simple berry banana burst and you can just add a tiny little bit of spinach in there and slowly work into doing it. So whatever your palate. Yeah, exactly. 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 So what kind of juice would you recommend now in terms of people getting sick with the flu, cold, all that stuff? What's good for that? I also hear a lot of people talking about celery juice. That's yeah, all the celery is right huge. Yes. Yeah, and we have the bottled ones. You're supposed to drink celery on an empty stomach. Um, it has some special salts that really only celery has. It helps Ooh. detoxify and all that stuff. So that's a huge one. Um, but a lot of people have a hard time stomaching that or palating. It's supposed to be first thing in the morning. Um, but turmeric's another amazing one that like is huge. Um, and you can put that in other things. Um, you know, I highly recommend, we do, we have shots and we put it with like a little bit of apple and then you add black pepper for the Ooh. bioavailability. It makes it more easily absorbed into your body. Um, that's huge. That's an easy one to just get in. Um, but we have smoothies that taste amazing with turmeric in it too, you know? And so there's ways to like just incorporate that. But really, honestly, again, all the greens, I mean, not to never get enough greens. Yeah. I feel like greens, even if you're not feeling well, or even if it's not six season, greens are always the way to go, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Greens, turmeric, ginger is amazing for fighting off those with the antibacterial, you know, it's, it's great. Mm. It's all good. Yes, I love turmeric. Turmeric is great for cooking too. So, guys, yeah. get some turmeric in you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, Alexis, you are a multifaceted woman. You're a businesswoman. You're a mom. You're a friend. Um, you're a lot of things. So, how do you make sure you have time for yourself in the midst <laughs> of all that's going on? Oh gosh, you know I've learned to say no a lot. Mm, <laughs> Mm-hmm. It really is because it's just, it's hard. I'm really, I'm kind of an introvert and I'd prefer one-on-one time. So I'll try to do just like dinners or lunches or go for walks with friends. I think it's important to have that balance. You know, I think if you look at life, your life is, you know, you have all these buckets and if you, you know, you kind of have to kind of take a little inventory every now and then go, all right, what bucket's full? What, which one needs a little more, you know, where am I on, on the spectrum of all my buckets? And I think that's such a good way. And again, in your, in my morning when I have my tea and practice awareness, that's kind of what falls in there. Like, what do I need today? What, you know, what, and, and, and I spend a little bit of time just being home alone when I can, because it's how I recharge, you know, and I think everyone's different how they recharge, but once you know how you recharge, it's really important to, to 
prioritize that, you know, yeah. here and there, whenever you can, when that bucket's low, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going back to you listening to yourself and then I'm also hearing that you're setting boundaries. Like, you're yeah. setting boundaries in terms of, like, what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Um, and then also prioritizing yourself is huge because, especially now as a mom, I'm, I'm a mom now to a four-year-old. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really shown me how important it is to make sure that I give myself time so that I'm not resentful of the time that I spend with my daughter when I'm tired and when I'm feeling so depleted. Yeah. And it's important. And right, that's a boundary. Like, you can do this. You're okay to do this. You know, whether it's coloring or something, well, mom is right. to do this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, which we feel, you know, again, we feel guilty or we feel like we need to. And yeah. and I think it's it's that awareness and that grace coming back into the picture. It's like, okay, it's okay. I'm, I can do this. You know, it's like couples who have a hard time taking deep nights. I'm like, but you know what? You deserve to do that. You, yeah. You're a better parent. This is for your child. But you know, we have to not feel guilty for taking time to do what we right. need to do. Right. Um, you Especially when it makes you better. Exactly. You you mentioned that you like Brene Brown, right? Um, have you heard yeah. of Have you ever heard of her concept about um, family centric parenting or something like that? It might not be verbatim, but um, how I think there's some families where um, they prioritize, you know, the the couple and then there's some uh, families that prioritize the kids and then her family prioritizes the family. So that really mm-hmm. spoke to me because it's not only like taking into account, you know, the kids needs, which a lot of families are doing. So the, the, the dad usually will end up feeling a little forgotten um, uh-huh. or the mom, vice versa. Um, and, and it's not just the couples where the kids end up feeling forgotten, but it's the family. Like, the family works together to make sure that they all feel heard, of course, with the, the you know, the knowledge and the wisdom and the guidance of the parents still being there as leaders. Um, yeah. Just I love curious that. if you heard of that. Um, I have it. I love it, Sounds really, yeah. I mean, it's right along those, the lines of really kind of saying, all right, if you look at the family as buckets, is everybody's bucket full, right? Right. Same, you can sort of apply the same principle. Like, gosh, you know, if you sit down in your morning tea time, like I do, <laughs> like, okay, you know what? I haven't spent a lot of time with so-and-so, and I think that's due, and, you know, yeah. that's kind of that too. Yeah, and I think it's such a great way to just not put so much pressure on ourselves to be doing everything like we don't have to do each and every we we don't have to go and put our kids in every single activity and we don't have to feel bad about not doing that yeah there's such a um a a big thing on that just now just with these kids just feeling overwhelmed and you know we feel overwhelmed and you know and I think even as parents it's like you you, you're expecting validation by oh my child went to you know there's nothing wrong if your child gets into a great school but it's that's not the only validation as a parent. You could raise an amazing kid who chooses to go to a trade school, you know, but yeah. they're great humans. So we, we need to get back to valuing the who as opposed to necessarily the what and all that too, you know? Yeah. And and then that goes to like little kids too, you know, it's like, oh, 
you're not a great mom just because your daughter is in 20 different things <laughs> and excels at all of them, you know? I know. Maybe your daughter is really happy just staying home, you know, and having yeah. quiet time or, you know. Exactly, and coloring, and they don't have to be in ballet at age four, yeah. you know, and right. it's okay. Yes. yes. A hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, isn't that teaching your kids grades and teaching your kids balance and you know, sure. all of these things that we're, we're trying to learn, you know, I'm trying to learn in my thirties, but like, you know, can we, can we give our kids that now so that they don't, they aren't struggling in their forties to figure it out? Yes, you know? Exactly. <laughs> um, that's really what I'm learning right now. There's this awesome book. You've probably heard of her. It's by Dr. Shabali Sabari. She's written oh, some yes. books called, the Conscious Parent and the Awakened Family, and it's just been such a great guide for me because I used to subscribe to the whole, my God, she has to achieve and excel and do this and do that, and I was just freaking myself out, and if I hadn't stopped myself, I would have freaked her out too at this early age by putting her into so many things and expecting her to know her I don't know, additions or multiplication tables at an early age. And it's like, our kids are so stressed out because we're putting so much stressors on them that it's so unnecessary. And in reality, really, as a parent, our main goal is to raise them to be able to navigate through life and make their own decisions, you know, peacefully and confidently. And, and yeah. be able to communicate with themselves and others. I feel like that is my priority now as a parent. And, yeah. and That's so, good. so it's totally in line with what you're saying. Oh, my God. We're, like, well, reading the same books and stuff. I know. That's so funny. I follow her on Instagram because, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with teenagers. It's a whole different problem, but it's the same thing. It's like you have to let them fall. If you try to control everything they do, you know, they're not going to learn. And then the real world's really going to hurt. If we yeah. coddle our kids and we try to plan and do everything for them, it's just like, they're yeah. really hard, you know? Yeah. I mean, let them fall. They're going to get hurt. And I know it sucks to watch your child be hurt, but, like, it's it's important for them to process that here when they yes. have love and support so yes. that when they're in the real world, it, you know, there's so many, so many pieces. Yeah, she's amazing. Definitely. Okay. I follow her. She does all these great little um, videos that I watch, so. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I I watched I watched it all and I mean we can talk about parenting I think all day but um <laughs> let's save that for another talk um because yeah. I wanna I wanna talk to you more about some of the um big challenges that you've encountered in your life and this could be business or personal I feel like you've shared you know a pretty big challenge which is having a business and going through a divorce so. Are there any other big challenges that you encountered that shaped and made you like who you are today that you feel like is that you want to share? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything. I mean, those are pretty big ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. It's just, I mean, I think, I feel like there's just so many, oh, gosh, little challenges. Um, my biggest thing, that. yeah, I mean, my biggest thing is, you know, I, I, I've learned to, really again tuning in but like when I you know putting up boundaries has been huge and then saying yes to things and I've said yes to some things that originally it was like oh no 
I don't want to do that. I couldn't make it happen, you know, um, which I ended up on an Africa trip like a month before everybody left. It was like a, a last minute thing and it ended up being insanely life changing. And, mm. you know, I was just looking back at my life because I had just done a speaking of it and I spoke to all this and I was just like, gosh, there's all these little defining moments, you know, where you could go one way or another. And you either grow or you regret it, and hopefully you learn from the regret, you know, and I think either way, if you look at every little fork in the road as like a a, ch- a way to change and grow from every aspect, no matter which way you go, something good will come of it, and I think it's right. such a cool way to sort of look at your, you know, if you sit, kind of sit back and go, oh, yeah, when I did that, this happened, and you yeah. know, and there's just so many of those little tiny, def- I, I call it defining moments in my mm-hmm. uh, speech, but it's just, there's so many of that when you really take the time to look back about right and work, look at where you are, you know, so. Yeah, like you mentioned, it's sort of like a fork in the road um, where you were, so you were saying you were hesitant, but you said yes. So I, I yeah. think there's a big distinguishing factor about, you know, hesitation, like, you're either hesitant because you don't want to do it or you're hesitant because it scares you in a good way because it's going to challenge you. Right. And that's when you should say yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even when we started Nectar, there was, you know, one of my good friends who she, I still tease her about it now. She was like, don't do it. It's not going to work. It's a horrible idea. (laughs) And we still laugh about it now. Let's do it. This is the vibe. But you you have people, you know, there's people who are going to be afraid for you and then you're going to be afraid. And then there's right. all these little things, but it's like, I do think you have to sort of tune in and go, you know, and it's like, I always say there was this little voice inside me that day that was like, why you've always wanted to go to Africa. I got to work with children, which has been something that's been on my heart. Mm. Like for as long as I can remember, it was like, why couldn't you go? If you can make it work, why not? You know? And so it was like, right. okay, I'm going to do this. And yeah, I was scared and it was with women I didn't know. And there was, so many things about it that I could have found a reason not to, but the main underlying thing was this is something I want. Yeah. And regardless of these scary things that I could, I could find a lot of reasons not to, but like the main thing was I really wanted to do it. And, it, and, it, and I'm so glad I did it to change my life, you know, and it's, yeah. it's really cool to look back. Yes. And sometimes, well, actually most of the time when you're doing something that you want to do or, or you're, Expressing your true self or your flow, um, you're going to find yourself in scary, challenging situations, situations where, you know, you might feel uncomfortable, situations where you're going to encounter haters talking to you, and that's so, a part of the process. Um, yeah. And your friend, like, she she was, like, being honest and coming from love because she didn't want to see you in pain, right? But, right. but um, we have to be careful to look at that and say, okay, that's that's her projection. That's not really yeah. anything that has to do with me. Um, yeah, which I think is and not let important. it disrupt your yeah, and it, not let it, it disrupt your flow, right? Like exactly. that's it. It's like, oh, where, you know, where am I supposed to be going? And right. not letting our own things and other people's things kind of stop that. It's yeah, it's, it's interesting to be able to look at it that way. But of course, hindsight so clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be going through like a rapid fire round of questions for you. So tell me okay. the first thing that comes to mind. Um, okay. What's something that you tell your 20 year old self? Oh, um, own it. <laughs> nice. Love that. Um, 
what do we as a society need more of? Um, compassion. Passion. I agree. Um, what's one book or podcast or show that you go to repeatedly to find strength? Okay, probably. Well, can I say two? Yes, <laughs> I love yes. I love the power of now, and that's definitely more of that like intellectual, and I can only handle a little bit of time. And then I love, um, uh, oh my gosh, Spirit Junkie, Gabby Bernstein. <gasps> I haven't read that one. That's good. Yeah, oh, I gotta get that. I still haven't <laughs> read The Universe Has Your Back, so I need to. I need to no, get I, on that. I, yeah, I don't. I haven't read that one either. I don't think. I'm trying to think. Okay. All right. Well, now I, you've inspired now me. Now you got Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, what do you believe is your purpose in the world? Oh, goodness. Um, I think nurturing people different ways. Mm-hmm. Great. That's it. That's the interview. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you for chatting Thanks. with me. Thank you so much. That was that was really fun. Yeah, natural. <laughs> oh, thank you, Alexis. If anyone wants to connect with you or find you, what is the best way to do that? So I have a website, alexisschultz.com, and it's uh, s c h u l z e dot com, Alexis Schultz, mm-hmm. and or I guess yeah, Instagram, Alexis Schultz. And yeah, those those are the probably the two best ways. Nice. And then obviously, guys, visit the Nectar Juice Bar near you. I'm telling you, you won't yeah. be disappointed. She has seen a good green. I'm so obsessed with your chia seed pudding. I'm not even kidding. That's like the number one snack that I get in addition to a juice. So I love it. It's um, pretty good. I have to say. Yeah. You have good meetings. <laughs> Okay, so let's just have a wonderful day. Um, and Thank I'm going to put all of these things in the show notes, too, so people can find you and connect with you. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So what'd you think? Wasn't it awesome? It was fucking awesome. This is why I had to share it with you. I just, I just had to. It was perfect the way it was. Anyway. I'll make sure to go ahead and place all of Alexis's information in the show notes below so that way you can hit her up and you can find out more about Nectar Juice Bar. If you haven't been there, um, definitely go. I'm sure you can still pick stuff up or actually order juices or chia seed puddings. Gotta get the chia seed pudding, like I said. Um, Yeah, get it delivered to you if you don't want to leave the house. Um really looking forward to bringing more talks like this from people like Alexis, people who are just generous enough to share their life lessons, you know, their knowledge, their wisdom with all of us. Looking forward to it for sure. If you like this episode, definitely leave me a review or a rating and definitely share it with the people in your life that it can help. Ratings and reviews are important because it helps other people find just flow with it. All right. So do me that favor, write a quick review and share it with the world. Anyway, I will talk to you guys soon. There will be a new episode of Just Flow With It next week. I'll see you back here. Thank you. 
and bless you all.